Streets and Scholars. You tapped in with Alex Alonso, and I'm here with a special guest, Gigi. Hi, I want to thank everybody. you for showing up. I want to thank you for pulling up. I appreciate you having me. And uh, we're going to get right into a couple of topics. Uh, first and foremost, uh, how you been doing? I am hanging in there, hanging in there, despite uh, you know all the stuff that's going around. But now, I can imagine you've been going through a lot of things mentally because um, things are being said about your name that are a thousand percent untrue. Absolutely. And we're going to get into all of that. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's primarily over a person that is considered your husband, currently your husband right now. He is currently my legal husband. All yeah. right. So let's tell all the people out there that has tapped in, that are listening to Streets and Scholars online, on all the podcast platforms who are watching us visually, who are you currently married to right now? Um, I'm currently married to Termaine Ashley Williams, a.k.a. Loose Cannon. And how long have you been married to him? We got married July 17th, 2020. Okay, so we're going on four years of marriage. Yes. But is it fair to say that as of now, he's consider you, you have an estranged relationship with him? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And you are in the process of getting divorced? Absolutely, yes. All right, so take me back to the beginning. When did you first meet Termaine? I'm going to call him Termaine. Uh, it's very difficult for me to call this dude Loose Cannon. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I grew up with a dude named Loose Cannon. Correct. And over the years, and you know a little bit about this too, this mm-hmm. guy, Termaine, mm-hmm. has taken on the identity to a certain degree of the real Loose Cannon. Yes, I found that out. I actually spoke to the real Loose Cannon, so I actually found out about the real Loose Cannon Okay. Um, when I filed for divorce. Yes. yes. So um, right now I, I'm going to refer to him as Termaine. Or the fake loose cannon. Right. Okay. So uh, take me back to the beginning. When did you even first meet this dude? So I met uh, Termaine in 2018. Um, I met him in Riverside, California. Um, he had he was doing like house parties. And um, one of my friends, radio base, um, I was friends with his girlfriend at the time, Lauren. And uh, we went to the, the house party that he had at the Riverside House. So that's how I had met him. Um, he had he was throwing parties, and um, I was um, I had like a mobile strip club with strippers. So we decided to collab on a party together. So he was going to throw a party at the house, and I was going to bring the dancers, and we were going to collab on a party. That's how everything started. Okay, so in 2018, if we do the timeline right, mm-hmm. and you probably didn't know at the time, but he's still married to. His second wife? Yes. Correct. Because that divorce didn't happen until 2019. Correct. And uh, tell the people who, what's the name of his second wife that he was married to at that time? So his second wife is Karnika Robinson, which we call her, her name is Nikki. Her nickname is Nikki, but it's Karnika Robinson. She was his second wife. Um, he was married to her for, I believe, 10 years. Oh, okay. I think uh, 2010 to 2019. 2010 to nine, 2019. That's nine. So well, they were together 10 years. Okay. Yeah, together 10 years. So when you met him in 2018, how long did it take before you found out that this guy was actually married to another woman? So I met him in 2018. Um, I didn't find out he was still married probably until, I want to say, like, maybe like Four or five months later, something like that, I found out he was married. And how did that how, how did that um develop? Um, he still was lying about it. I mean, it was the same thing, kind of like what's going on now. Um, 
except for I did my due diligence and I called the court and uh, the court told me. And he said the court, the clerk mis was misinformed that they never went through the ceremony. They never did this. And then I Googled it and found them. I went online and found the papers. Um, and then, I mean, he, he filed for divorce once I found out that he was legally married. He find out he filed for divorce. Against Nikki. Karnika, Nikki. Karnika, correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was basically denying his marriage to Nikki. Yes. Uh, Miss Robinson mm -hmm. when he first met you. Correct. And I guess initially you must have believed it because Absolutely. it sounded it sounded believable. Well, Nikki was um, in St. Louis. Her brother had died. So she had went to, I think it was her brother, her grandfather. So she wasn't in the state at the time. So he was he was able to play the role because she was in St. Louis. Um, so she wasn't around. So he was with me, you know, all the time. So that was the reason, only reason why he was kind of able to play that because she wasn't in the same state. She was grieving her um, brother's or grandfather's death at the time. So he was able to get away with a, a little bit more, uh, you know, trickery than, than normal. So basically what he was doing and saying to you at the time about his marriage to Nikki is what he's currently doing now with the girl he's dating. Correct. Regarding his marriage to you. Yes. Uh, how, how does that feel? It doesn't bother me at all, actually. Um, I left Loose Cannon, uh, the fake Loose Cannon. Um, I filed for divorce. Um, this is not the first time he's, you know, had an affair or cheated or been with another woman. So by the time Sharice came into the picture, um, me and Cannon weren't even together. We weren't in a relationship. Uh, we were still married, but we weren't, you know, sleeping with each other. We weren't together. Um, we were living together only because I had just had our daughter and I had a C-section. So I really had no nowhere to go. So, um, we were sleeping in separate rooms. We were just living in the same house, but we weren't, we weren't, the marriage was done. Um, I just wanted to divorce and he was refusing to give me a divorce. So I was just making my escape plan at that point. Like, how do I get out of this? You know, I just had a newborn baby. Um, I hadn't been working, obviously. Um, I stopped working when I was like seven months pregnant. Um, and by this time you got to think by the time Sharice came into the picture, he had spent all of our savings on another woman prior to her. So it was kind of like I was starting all over because he has spent all the money, you know, tricking on some other female. So, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like I was trying to make my escape plan. Like, what am I going to do? So Sharice coming around, I mean, that was, it wasn't like, oh my God, he's cheating. We were already done by that. Marriage is already over. Okay. So you, you're, meant, you're, you're referring to him um, Tremaine messing around with Black China. Correct. All right, we'll talk a little bit about that, but let's let's rewind a little bit. Okay. You meet him in 2018. Mm -hmm. You find out he's married six mm -hmm. months later, mm -hmm. but you guys continue this relationship. Yes. So talk about what it was like prior to getting married and what made you make the decision to marry this guy. You know what's so funny is um, I think about that all the time, and I, me and actually the, 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 the previous wives – um, we've actually talked and asked ourselves, you know, what made us stay? What made us continue to be with this person that's been lying, deceitful, physically abusive, mentally abusive? And the only thing I could think of, you know, with me, I think it's just I didn't grow up with a mother or a father. So I think that, you know, I didn't know my worth. I don't think I loved myself during that time. I don't think I knew the value of myself. So very naive, you know, kind of just fell for anything. Um, and I think that, you know, Termaine is very good at playing on people. Um, you know, he definitely gets to know kind of like your weaknesses and, you know, your innermost secrets, you know, whether you're insecure or, you know, you come from a broken home or you have father issues. Um, and with 
Tremaine, he kind of gets you into a place. I mean, it's real intense when he first meets you. It's, I mean, as you guys can all see, I'm sure from the interviews that everybody has seen, um, the lies are outlandish. And he's very good at, um, when, when he's outed for the lies, he'll come up with an even bigger lie. <laughs> and then he's got, you know, little minions around him to support the lies. And then, you know, next thing you know, you, you, know, you, you don't know what to believe, even though you have the proof in front of your face. Okay, okay all right. Um, how about uh, Nas? No, Nas is cool. Okay, yeah, what, was it, what was it like when you were working with him? Um, shit, it was just like Cubs gifted a whole nother level. So it was like a different vibe. It was like out of out of here. It's like a different atmosphere. What did you do with him? Um, produce for him. Oh, what what did you produce? Um, the song with him and um, what's that fat bitch name? I produce so many records, I be forgetting the damn names. Um, I produce so many records, I be forgetting the damn names. Because um, I be forgetting the damn names. Um. But I think that was kind of the reason why I stayed because uh, the fake Tremaine didn't have. It's not like he had tons of money or anything when I met him. Um, so I think it was more so about myself. It was just me. When you look back at it, was there anything about him that you actually liked? Um, were you? He was very persistent. He was very persistent. Um, he was uh, showered you right away with just like flowers, very persistent and, you know, taking you out, kind of just treating you like, you know, like a lady. Um, he never pressured you for sex or anything like that. Um, he was just very persistent, kind of came off as a gentleman. Um, and then, of course, he's, you know, telling you these lavish stories. I own subways. I own GameStops. I have my life together type thing and stuff like that. And I had my own businesses, too. So it was kind of like he makes you feel like you've met your match. Um, and then once that happens, I think it's he alienates you from everybody. So I'd say like 30 days, you know, 60 days in, next thing you know, it's you've just you and him. So you really have nobody else because it goes that quick. Okay, that so, so take me back to the decision of marriage. How did how did the decision you want to marry him? He wants to marry you. How did that all materialize? Um, we didn't get married until two years later. Um, I think the marriage came. I think we only got married because uh, the abuse had gotten really bad to a point. Um, and by that time, um, he had alienated from me from, he had turned like friends and family against me, um, with a lot of lying and a lot of craziness. And just like how it is right now, a lot of people, you know, didn't, didn't know what was truth and what was not. He made it seem like I was the crazy one. Um, and I think now everybody's kind of looking back cause I've gotten phone calls, you know, apologizing. But, um, I think at that time I just felt like really alone. I feel kind of felt trapped. I had nowhere to go at that point. I had no, no family was talking to me. No friends were talking to me. He had kind of turned everybody against me. So it was kind of like, what are you going to do? Okay. So when you met him in 2018, up to when you decided to marry him in 2020, mm -hmm. the drama had already unfolded. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, when did the abuse start? Uh, I'd say probably maybe within like six months. Okay. Six months was probably, it, it didn't start drastically. It was kind of like a slap. And then it was kind of like, you know, a choke things like that. It started off small, little things. Um, but he kind of had a way of making making it feel like it was you. 
you know, so like it was your fault. And I never thought, I mean, a lot of people, you know, know me in L.A. Um, just because I've been, you know, in L.A. for so long. And I never thought I would, you know, I thought I was strong. I thought I would never be in an abusive relationship. But like I said, I think that he gets you to a place where, you know, you don't know which way is up and which way is down because his manipulation, his lying game is so fierce. Um, so by time then, I didn't even know who I was anymore. He had flipped my whole life just that quick. So So then he he divorces Nikki, Nikki mm -hmm. while he's dating you. Yes. And then uh, at some point he proves to you, look, I'm divorced from this girl. Yes. And that must have been another way to pull you in. Absolutely. And then, you know, God came into play. He, we, you know, started talking about going to church and we were going to church every Sunday and he was paying tithes and he really played on God a lot, you know, and he really played on, um, I mean, just like he, he's telling these elaborate lies now, this is not nothing new. Um, he told me he was molested as a child, um, things like that, told me that, you know, his his father's on death row. So he kind of played on the whole abandonment, abandonment issues. So, you know, every time something would happen, it's like, you know, all I have is you, don't leave. You know, so a lot of that, too, played a, a part in me staying and just, you know, I didn't know. So I'm thinking everything he's telling me is truth. Now, you mentioned his father's on death row. I just want to mm -hmm. clear up any sort of mistakes or errors that people may have his father is george williams mm -hmm. not darren williams no his father's name is george which are two different guys from the same neighborhood that are well actually darren williams was on death row okay. but that's a that's a different thing that's going on in the internet people yeah, are confusing who um termaine's dad is but it's george williams his, his, termaine's dad is george williams not yes. darren williams y'all i don't know a darren one so no okay. I, don't, I don't know who that is <laughs> so get that correct y'all it's not c-dub darren williams it is george williams that's the father of termaine correct. have you ever met his father did they ever go visit him uh, no okay. no not when we were together i've talked to his father though me and his father had a good relationship i've, I've you know i've talked to him all right so you you marry him when do you realize he doesn't have um these the stock he doesn't own these businesses he doesn't have the things that he said that he told you he had um so I don't think that I realized I, every lie didn't get exposed at one time. It kind of was over time. Uh, like, like I said, we were really alienated. Um, so it was mainly just us and his like little posse he would have around. It'd be like a different posse every, every year, or every six months he'd change posses, but we never were around like, you know, his, his family like that besides his twin brother. Um, so it wasn't like there was tons of people to warn me or say anything. And then, you know, homies have codes, so they're not going to come and tell me. Um, but it was just like little things I would find out. Like I found out he didn't own the subways. He didn't own the game stops and things like that. And, you know, his thing is, oh, I was just saying that to impress you. I didn't want you to think, you know, little lies like that. So it just came over time. So how were the bills getting paid when you guys were, uh, well, when did you guys start to live together before the marriage? Before, yeah, and we then, lived together. Uh, and where were you guys living and how were the bills getting paid? I, I work. I've been work. We I worked. I, I worked. I paid the bills. He moved in with me. So you were the breadwinner mm -hmm. most of the time. Most of the time, yes. Every once in a while, though, he would pick up a bag here yes. and there and contribute to the family. Yes. 
but it was inconsistent. It was very inconsistent. We've been homeless. We've been sleeping in the car. We've slept in hotels. Like I said, it was very inconsistent. So um, by the time we got together, like later, when when he moved in with me and, you know, um, I was paying the bills and working, like I said, once he got like a bag one time, um, then we moved into a house together. And then he, it would be inconsistent, then I'd have to start working in it. Because he didn't want me to work for some odd reason. I, I don't know why. And where did you guys live at? We lived in Riverside, California, and Corona, California. And what was uh, family life like under the, the roof together? Um, so my I have an older daughter, only one child, outside of me and his daughter together. Um, she was a teenager at the time. So, um, I mean, it was it was okay. She was you know, 16, 17. So she wasn't home a lot. She didn't know anything about the abuse or anything like that. Like I said, it has its ups and downs with, with Tremaine. It's like a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what chaos and drama. It was a lot of chaos and drama he created, um, you know, falling out with his brother. They were going to war at times, um, things like that. You know, just him and the homies, him making up stories. Oh, I just got shot 10 times and they calling me. It was just, it was always some dramatic, it was like being in a movie. You just never know which scene was going to be today. So it was always some drama. So you was aware of these lies he was telling to other people? Or like, for example, getting shot 10 times. Mm -hmm. he, he can't get away with telling you that because you see his body every time. Correct. So it was always like, oh, no, they were going to shoot me. It was always a, when you, whenever he get caught in a lie, then it just rolls over with another lie. So it was always some something to undercut the lie. So it was never like, it was a never ending lie. It was one lie, then you bust him out. Then it's another lie, and then you bust him. And it just kept going. It was it was always insane. Now, did he ever make any claims about hip hop, rap, music, and people that he worked with? Not at that time, no. Okay. No. I knew he had did Bringing Back California, like, uh, I think, I don't even remember, year when he was a teen with um, Nipsey Hussle and YG. But when I had met him, there was no talks of, he wasn't a rapper. That wasn't his. That wasn't something that he was doing at the time when I met him. So was it at some point when he was with you? Did he talk about this is what he wanted to do? Uh, when I got pregnant, yes. Okay. And he decided he wanted to be. Um, he wanted to. He had always called himself Loose Cannon, but he wasn't like going to the studios or doing anything like that. But once I had got pregnant, he said that you know he didn't want to do the you know the little hustling he was doing, and he wanted to get a rap studio in the house, and he wanted to be a producer and sign artists. Like, you know, like, okay, sure. So you, you, uh, you were guys were living together and you sent me a rental agreement that mm -hmm. you guys have mm -hmm. and it looked very official. Mm -hmm. It's got the names of the property owners. It's got the dates. It's mm -hmm. pretty, and it's consistent with the time you were married to him. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you feel when people, um, when, well, when he disputes even knowing you? Um, I mean, Ken is not a prize to be tied to. And I mean, it, it's not even about me. And like I said, my thing is not really coming out speaking about him. You can talk about me and lie on me. I don't care. It's the baby. It's when them two started bringing my daughter into it. That's when I draw the line. Um, he can disclaim me. Like I said, I don't really care about that. But you know, when you give your life to bring a life into this world, and then that life is going to grow up and see that the one man who was supposed to love and protect her you know, is, um, you know, so. is she, right now she's a little too young to understand this. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he denied having a child with you mm -hmm. to the extent to where he said that you guys are supposed to do a DNA test. Correct. I believe he told this to Tasha K. Mm -hmm. And let me just say that interview that Tasha K gave, mm -hmm. it was terrible mm -hmm. because Tasha K did not ask any of the questions. 
She did not come back with any rebuttal questions. Okay. She didn't do any research. Okay. She could have simply just checked to see if your marriage certificate was even authentic Agreed. by going to the website. Okay. But um, back to, to the DNA issue. Um, did you guys ever have a conversation about DNA? Was there ever any, ever any sort of question about him being the father of your child? We went through IVF. We paid to have the baby. What does that mean? Explain that. So when so when I was younger, um, I had in college I had got pregnant and I had an ectopic pregnancy, so it damaged my fallopian tubes. So I can carry children, I just can't have them through um, intercourse. So we went through IVF. So we went through a reproduction fertility clinic, and they took the sperm <laughs> from his balls and put them in my uterus, okay. and we made a child. I'm laughing because that just means it's impossible for any other man to have gotten you pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think I sent you the videos of us at the, and that's why I said, like, that's the reason why I'm like, you know, I, what I told you before I do this, I wanted people to really, you know, look at the truth. Don't go take my word for it. I mean, he's in the video and it says on the screen, uh, reproduction fertility clinic. And this was, I have two videos, one before when they, um, seen how many eggs were fertilized. Okay. So from peak to peak or the same, same place both times there. Uh-huh. Excellent, 133 print twice. Wow. Two times one for me and one for patient. So is that good? It's perfect. We want anything over 120. And then oh, the great. second one, when we first went back out 30 days later and found out I was pregnant. Okay. Oh my goodness, you got an 18. Oh my God, I have an 18. That's you, baby. Look at This is what mommy's doing and daddy's doing to have you. Going through oh, a lot. Awesome. I should. Oh. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And this is your beautiful doctor who's helping us have you. She's the most amazing doctor ever. And we're all wearing masks. And we're all wearing masks so you can be healthy because it's COVID. It's 2021, February 26th. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. I'm so happy. Oh my God. You know, you're right about the child thing. Um, even though your child's too young to understand it now, as she gets older and as the, as these videos are going to exist forever. Exactly. And she's going to see them. Exactly. And you have one child with him. I have one child with him. But what's sad is we, we got on a phone call with Nikki mm -hmm. Carnicia. Correct. Who has two children, two biological children, correct me if I'm wrong, two biological children. Mm -hmm. She was pregnant when they got married and he adopted the, that, that child. No, the child was already born. He was in Pampers. I believe he was like one or two when they got, when they, when they got married, when they met, okay. he was like one or two. So the, in essence, he, he took on the obligation of being a father to that child. Yeah. That, um, his name is Mike Mike. He did not know Termaine was not his father. He thought Termaine was his father. Cause like I said, when Nikki had met him, uh, Mike Mike was in Pampers. And Nikki would be the second wife. Correct. That's Carnica. So, if y'all keeping score out there, there are multiple wives that this guy has had. And again, Tasha K, let this guy say that this girl that he's currently dating mm -hmm. is the is the first and only wife. Yes, that's what I heard. In fact, um, let's play a quick little clip. Uh, Safir, you got that clip cued? Filming the show for Zeus, the Lies. real side chick. So I figured with the sideline, with you. Side chicks is not even on Zeus. Okay. All right. Let's let. You know what? I do have her certificate here. You know, it's the penciled state in, right? Of Nevada. You know, it's penciled in, right? Marriage certificate. Wait, you know, it's penciled in, right? Do you see? Do you see it's written in, right? 
they the certificates are not like that. She she is. You want to you want to stop that? She is really. You want to stop that right now? But it has a stamp. It says you guys were certified. Do you see it penciled in? Okay, so it says you guys were married July 17, 2020. It is written in. You, they cannot okay, write original. it in. It, it don't go so. There's a United States seal of America. How she get all these? And then how she get the MC, the fee? There's a fee. Uh, 7 2020 She got a copy and a receipt by Clark, uh, Lynn Marie Goya, Clark County uh, Clerk, State of Nevada, marriage certificate. Child. And it's, it's, it's written. You ain't going to go to jail, are you? you How are we going to go to jail? They would have been arrested by now. Listen. Let's talk about her running away from the police because she got a great a, an arrest warrant for her Mills. actions for breaking into our home. Mm. Okay. So this That's is what why she... she fled to Texas. Let's let's keep that a book. Okay. I didn't meet him filming a show. Let's okay. clear the air. I met him way before we started filming that other show that never that's not coming out for us. Right. This girl was stay stalking me from the moment we we were together. I don't right, know how she enough. hacked into his iCloud. Okay. Um, I'm I'm assuming you you watched this whole interview. I actually have not. Oh, you have not. Okay. Yeah. This is just a, a a little segment, but this interview was just full of lies, uh, full of deceit, full of deception, full of deflection. And one of the reasons why they said that your marriage certificate was not authentic is because it's got handwritten information like signatures and other things of the sort. Mm. What's your response to all of that? It's public record. <laughs> we got married in Las Vegas. I mean, I think by now everybody knows his name. And I mean, even if they don't, they know my name. Um, you can literally just type in Jasmine Danae Adams um, and pull up my marriage records. I mean, everybody knows his name, Tremaine Ashley Williams. Um, and for those who don't, he was born November 6, 1982. Um, go look it up. Nobody has to take my word for it. I mean, now, do you believe that they actually did get married? I don't know. Some I people do that. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. He possibly could have. Um, they did get married in Las Vegas, so it goes by state. So he could have uh, forged because all they do is ask you, "Have you ever been married before?" And and are you? Um, did you get divorced? And he could have just put yes or no. You said they they didn't get married in where? They didn't get married in Las Vegas, where we were married. Correct, because you could just look that up. Correct. Yeah. Um, but if they did get married, they're practicing a bigamous marriage then, Absolutely. which is illegal in the state of Nevada, by the way. Absolutely. And it's actually illegal in all 50 states. Correct. I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we don't know for sure. No, I don't. And nor, like I said, I really don't care. But if she did get married to to him, would he would she be the fourth wife? Do we know if there's any other wives other than the three you Nikki and another woman that we haven't spoke about yet. Do we know if there's more wives than that? I do not know. Okay. I mean, because you'd have to look in whatever county they got married in. Just like we don't know what county they got married in. I don't because you can. They have their their ceremony from what I heard in L.A. But that doesn't mean that's where you have to file because you file wherever you you know where you wherever your your ceremony happens. So I really don't know what I don't know what their situation. So there could be. I have no idea. Okay, and also in terms of your marriage to Termaine. You have a picture at the chapel. Mm -hmm. This happened during COVID. Exactly. So everybody's wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which is why we couldn't have family and friends. At that time, um, you could only have two witnesses there. Um, and it was like a whim thing. So we actually had went to Vegas prior to that to get married. And we ended up not doing it. 
Um, we ended up not having the ceremony. We wouldn't file the papers. And then I think we had got an argument or something. And we ended up not going to the chapel. We ended up not um, doing our vows and stuff. And then when we went um, with our friends, Christina um, and her husband, Jerry, um, that was when he was kind of like pressing, like, let's do it. We're here. So we kind of just did it during that time. Now, have you ever had any communications with his current girlfriend slash fake wife, Sharice Mills? And if so, how had that how did that go? Um, I had I've never spoke to her directly now. Um, others like only time we I had any interaction with her was um, my daughter had pneumonia. Um, she was in the hospital. This is May 15th of 2022. Um, and uh, Termaine had decided to come to the hospital. His mother had actually told him, because I hadn't talked to him maybe for like a couple days. Um, he, he, he wasn't checking on his daughter or anything like that. Because um, I had moved, this is when I had moved out of house and I was staying in uh, hotels and stuff like that. Um, and then with my older daughter who had her own place in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. So um, he decided to bring Sharice Mills to the hospital um, with to, to where my daughter was um, with pneumonia. Um, when they tried, he tried to bring her into the hospital room and my older daughter stopped her at the door um, and was like, you know, this has nothing to do with you. you I don't, we don't even know who you are. You can't come in. So when my daughter went to kind of, cause she's trying to push herself in the room. So my daughter, my daughter's she's 23 now, but she was like 21 at the time, you know, it was like stopped her and kind of pushed her back. Sharice went to go hit my daughter. So of course the mama bear, I'm holding the infant. And then I clock Sharice with my right hand. And then that's when Cannon uh, sucker punched me. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So you guys got the squabbing in the hospital? In the hospital. Yes. And what was the hospital staff doing during all I of this? I think everybody was caught off guard because again, um, there was a restraining order in place at that time. Um, I had already told the hospital that there was a restraining order, so he wasn't allowed. Um, they had somehow snuck their way up there. They didn't check in. They weren't invited. Um, so I think everybody was caught off guard because even we were caught off guard. We just turned around and they're like, whoop, there they are. Um, so that's the reason why the baby was kind of getting knocked around because I think their reaction was slow. So once we all started fighting, then finally one of the nurses grabbed the baby. Did they, uh, did the uh, hospital call the police? Absolutely. They came? Absolutely. What'd they do? Cannon got arrested. Is that right? For <laughs> for violating the domestic violence restraining order, yes. Okay, what about for, for hitting you or assault or anything like that? Um, I didn't press charges because, like I said, um, I mean, Sharice had a, a damage done. I had, obviously, I, I mean, I know how to fight. I ain't no punk. So, um, you know, I, after I had beat Sharice up um, because she had scarred, she had, she you know, she was messed up um at that point they said that if i press charges that i could go to jail. she could press charges against me too because it was mutual combat at that point and it was only because she had damage done and i didn't it doesn't go by who struck first and that's the person that gets blamed well you couldn't see the cameras in the hospital so it was at loma linda so i don't know if anybody's been to loma linda in the in the uh children's ward but cameras are only at certain angles and we were fighting in the room there's no cameras in the room okay so it's like your story versus her story correct and they let they just let y'all just yes because alone. exactly if we would have fought in the hallway then everything would have been on camera so all you see is them coming to the hospital inside like to the room but once they come into the room there's no cameras okay. so it was our word against theirs what about your daughter was a witness though yeah she made a statement and it was them two against us two so it's two against two okay mm -hmm. so um she's clearly aware of your existence if she came to the hospital 
Well, yeah, I think her mom actually. We there was a podcast that was done with Wack and um, Troy Ave, and I think his wife Wolf. Um, and um, I actually spoke to the mother um, prior to that hospital incident when I first found out about Sharice. Because mind you, I told you me and Cannon were still living together. You spoke to which mother? Sharice's mother. Okay. Charmaine Mills. I spoke to her and I told her, you know, your daughter's with my husband, said totally fine. I said, uh, just make sure he signs the divorce papers and takes care of the, the child. Because I told you we were already, you know, I wasn't together with him anyway. We were just living together. And uh, she said that that wasn't her problem. And uh, that was it. So she has to know that you're married to, to, she knows. to Termaine. She knows. All right. So she's deliberately lying to people like Tasha Kay and whoever else. Absolutely. All right. Did you ever see the interview she gave with Sharp on No Jumper? Sharp, what, Sharp Tank on No Jumper. Which what guy is that? Um, one of the co-hosts on No Jumper. Oh yes, I did see that one. And in the whole interview, she's talking about my husband this, my yes. husband that, my husband this. I didn't see the whole interview, but I did see parts of it. Is that where she was talking about she got robbed at the strip club? Is that one? Yeah. Yeah, I seen parts of it. I just thought it was interesting about how how often he she referred to Termaine as my husband this and my husband that. It's an interview from 2023, mm -hmm. and. You're still currently married to the guy. Mm -hmm. I think she's trying to prove a point so bad because I don't think she ever intended for um, it to get out that he was married. Because like you said, as we can see from Tasha K, most people aren't going to go take the time to look. People like mess and drama at the expense of others because for them it's entertainment. I think she knows that from... I mean, I think she did an interview saying that, you know, she's been in this business and the things that she's done to get to where she wants to be. So um, this is nothing new from according to her her interview, because I saw clips of her um, interview with uh, WAC 100 on No Jumper. And I think she had mentioned something about, you know, doing sexual favors and things to get to where she wants the industry and all the men she's married, married men, not married men. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's expected. She said, this is what she does. So yeah, she was saying all that stuff right in front of her, man. Yeah. Kind of making him look like a punk. I mean, yeah, like she, I mean, they both are kind of seem like they're after the same thing. So yeah. I honestly think it's a good match because um, clearly both of them are willing. He's willing to sell his kids out and his family and friends and everything else. And she's willing to sell her body. So perfect match. She told Sharp that she was 35 years old. But to me, she looks. She's 40. OK, so she lied. She lied. So this, I'm, I, this, yeah, girl, she lied. this girl is just. Some, hey, they're a great couple then. Cause yeah, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they're they're a great couple, right? Liars. Yeah, right. She's lying about her age and everything. Correct. All right. So take me to the point when you decided I'm done with this marriage. I'm done with this guy and I'm about to file di for divorce. So I think for me, it was uh, the affair with Black China. All right. H how did you find out about that and how the heck did that start? Um, How did I find out about it? So I knew that he was doing he was trying to do get her on a song. I knew that. Um, but again, you know, I never caught him like in the act with her at that time. Um, this was October around like October 8th or something around there. Um, so, you know, woman's intuition of what year, uh, 2021. Okay. So you're barely married. Uh, you're one year into the marriage when you're in and I was eight months pregnant. Okay. Um, so, um, I noticed he was going to the backyard talking a lot and, uh, I put a recording device back there and I heard the conversation and that's when I'm realize he was cheating what did you hear um just him calling her and them talking about um what they're doing sexually and you know um gonna go come pick you up and we're gonna go to the studio and have some fun and then i'm gonna come over and basically just give you some dick I mean, pretty much it was a sexual relationship from 
what I gather from the, the recording and the text messages. And did you ever confront Termaine about that? Um, yeah, there's a video of me confronting him, actually. There's a, a video I recorded, actually, um, after I uh, recorded that phone conversation. Um, I confronted him about it at our home in uh, Riverside. Okay, and, and in this video, uh, he's clearly deflecting every question you're asking him. What are you talking about, Gigi? Right. right. What do you mean? You're crazy. What you doing? Now you leave it? Now you leave it? Yeah, you right here. Here, go ahead. What are you doing? Now you leaving? Leaving where? You just put your baby down just so you so she don't see you walking in here in the house with what your wife? What the fuck is you talking With your about? wife and your baby? You are fucking retarded. Oh, you don't want her to see you here with your wife and your baby? You is retarded. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't want her to see you here with your wife and your baby. Is that what it is? You're ignorant. Is that what it is? What is the point? What the fuck is she doing? What do you mean? I'm just trying to figure out. You don't want her to see you with your wife and your baby? What? Don't turn off the light. You don't want her to see you at home with your wife and your baby? What the fuck is wrong with you? Nigga, we're married. And you fucking around with another bitch. What are you talking about? You got a newborn baby. What do you mean? What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? No, you're Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, the backyard that he be talking to you in. Yes, with his wife and newborn baby. Yes, with his wife and newborn baby. Literally, what's wrong with you? You're not going to tell her that you're married? You are dumb. No. Oh, so now you're not married, Termaine Williams? Huh? <laughs> what? What are you doing? Stop! Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you have a conversation with a guy like that? I mean, as you can see from the video, you really don't. Um, like I said, uh, you know, I had, like I said, I it was numerous of times. Like when I when I had busted him out about the them hearing, you know, that, and he kept saying it's just for music and this, this, and that. But as I explained, you know, um, when he first met China, I was pregnant. Um, after I had the baby, he was still messing with her. Um, so it was kind of like, I mean, what were you gonna do? Because at that point. Um, it was multiple recordings, so you only heard one. It was not one. Oh, I think I sent you all four, but it was multiple recordings um, through the time that he had only met her in October, and I think the last they stopped talking some like time at end of February, something like that. Okay, so did he ever come clean? Did he ever say what was going on, or has he denied it the entire time? He denied it the entire time. Then yes, and even Black China didn't she deny it as well? Mm-hmm. I have her emails too. She denied it. I think she came, well, she went on the Jasmine brand and made a statement saying, calling me a liar or not a liar, but she just basically said it wasn't true. It's just music. It's the same thing he said. So denying it. Now, did, how far did their relationship go and how much of an impact did it have on you? I was pregnant at the time. I was eight months pregnant when they first started messing around. So a huge impact. And obviously I was extremely hormonal because of the IVF. Um, which I don't know if most people know about IVF, but it uh, increases your hormones. You're like even when you're pregnant, you're it's like to the tenth power. So um, that was a very that was probably the lowest point of my life. Um, you know, you you go through. I'm 40, so um, you know it, it was kind of like you're you're having this child, and the next thing you know, this man is 
you know, taking all your money and spending it on this woman. And now you have no money. You're about to go to this alone. I mean, it's crazy. Well, can you talk a little bit about that? Taking all the money and spending it. What do you mean? Um, so the time he was messing with China, um, we had money kind of like saved up. Uh, so I noticed that, uh, I didn't notice at first that he was, he was taken little by little. I didn't notice until after I got out of the hospital from having the baby, he had completely wiped out the safe when I came back from the hospital and, uh, the money was gone. How much are we talking about? It was like 30,000. 30,000. Mm-hmm. And where do you believe that 30,000 went to? I can only go about what uh, Rick Aaron, his manager, I'm not sure what he is, manager, uh, publicist, uh, kept receipts of it. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I think the receipts said a lot of the, uh, uh, they had some trips in San Diego. They went, I mean, all different types of places. Um, it was a mix between like our money, because he was, like I said, it was from October to um, February of, you know, 2020, uh, 2022. So, I mean, from that time, our money was from the beginning, and then he had got $25,000 from an NFT deal off of your friend's name, the real loose <laughs> cannon. So between that that third, first 30000 the first money, our money went real quick. Um, I don't even know exactly what they were doing or where they were going, um, but the 25000 that he got from the NFT um, uh, was $500 crab legs. He got our gate fixed. Um, I think it was like 1000 on... Homies, I don't know. He broke it down very, very well. So basically, he was tricking on this girl. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, five hundred dollar crab legs. I ain't never got no five hundred dollar crab leg. Now, what do you know about this uh, guy you mentioned, Rick Aaron? This mm-hmm. is the guy that's sending emails all over the place mm-hmm. that wants to book Loose Cannon so he can talk about how Nipsey Hussle was assassinated by people that we've already know have nothing to do with. Have you seen that email? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Like, he's literally writing in the email, Loose Cannon wants to go on your show and talk about how Nipsey Hussle was set up. I mean, I think I've sent you enough information on Rick Aaron. Rick Aaron has been around since I've been, and he kind of facilitated that whole Black China thing. Um, he They were trying to get Black China into some contracts and stuff like that. Cause I think she was trying to do music at the time. She didn't have a manager. So Rick Aaron um, was sending out same emails to everybody saying, you know, I manage black China and loose cannon. And, um, he wanted to try to get them some contracts and all types of stuff. So this is what he does. I mean, it's, it's normal, which I think I sent you the DMS that he sent me apologizing for the publicity stunt that they they're pulling with black China. He didn't mean for it to go that far and blah, blah, blah. Now, normally when you decide to start a divorce, um, if you guys don't have a whole bunch of assets, mm-hmm. it shouldn't take that long, maybe six months to a year for, for everything to, to take place. Correct. Why in 2024 you're still currently married to him? So when I first filed for the divorce um, in California, you have to wait six months. I didn't want to wait the six months. So um, I was sending him tons of emails. That's why I had called Sharice, um, the mother, to try to expedite it. Um, they wouldn't, they refused. So I waited the six months out. Um, and then I want to say with a child, you have, a, you have to go through. So not only through a divorce, because we have a child together, you also have to go through custody. So you have to figure out, you know, arrangements for custody and things like that. Um, obviously as everybody can see, he's not right in the head. He has some mental issues clearly. Um, so during that time, him and Sharice had actually hired a lawyer. Um, a uh, father's rights attorney called Mark Reels Jr. Um, without my knowledge. Uh, 
um, and I guess planned to try to take the baby from me. So that little sneak attack um, had me put a halt on the divorce um, because at that point I would I wanted all rights terminated. Wait, wait. So this guy was trying to take the baby, even though he's on interviews like Tasha K denying that yes. he's the father of the child. Yes. All right, continue. Um, so once that happened and I found out um, that he was hiring, because Mark Rills Jr. is some like known father's rights attorney. So um, I only found out because uh, his big mouth told somebody um, and the person came back and told me. So um, I contacted the lawyer and um, whatever lavish lies he told him, the lawyer must have found out because three days later I get an email saying we no longer represent Termaine Williams in this case. So, but once he did that, him and her did that little trick, um, I decided to put a halt on the divorce until I can get his parental rights terminated. Okay, so is he challenging the um, the, the parental rights? Is he trying no. to get? No. Okay, so then what, what is the holdup at this point? Um, money. It costs money for a lawyer, and that's just not a priority for me to, you know. Like I said, he, he doesn't know where I am. He doesn't know where I live. He has no, you know, access to the baby at this point. Um, so I have to ter terminate his parental rights. You can't do that through the divorce. So I would have to terminate his parental rights first before I proceed with the divorce. So let me make this very clear so everybody can understand. The only reason why I haven't proceeded with the divorce is because you have to remember, I never tried to keep the baby for him. The abuse was always towards me. It was never towards the baby. So mind you, I only stopped the divorce after the hospital incident. I put a halt on it after he put the baby in harm's way. That's when I wanted to amend him having access because I never tried to take away custody or visitations or anything. But after him and Sharice pulled the hospital incident, that's when I wanted to amend the, the, amend the custody agreement. And then I wanted to take away complete parental rights after that point. So from after, that was May 15th of 2020. So from that date, that's why I put a halt on it. So I have to terminate his rights first and then I can proceed with the divorce. Okay. And that takes money. And my focus right now is not spending money on, you know, this fool. I have a child to take care of who I get no help with. So, you know, I'm not trying to do that. So you said, let's, let's talk about that. You get no help. Um, when was the last time he's seen the child and what type of assistance financial assistance has he given you in the past he last seen her when she was what, six months old from the, at the hospital when he came and they did that little thing that was the last time mm -hmm. so was that a year and a half ago mm -hmm. yeah about a year and, a half ago. and since that year and a half does he you know slide you some money from time to time <laughs> for, for the daughter no i mean you just heard him say this not his daughter didn't he just say i was a jump off and he sent me back to the streets and I came back. There. So, I mean, why would he do that? He doesn't take care of any, none of his kids. None of them. I mean, not one. Do you know how many total kids he has? Five. Five biological. Five biological kids and then he has uh, three step kids. And is any in the life of any of those kids? No. Okay. Not one. Sharice knows. I mean, Sharice, she's talked to, she's had communication with Nikki before, um, the wife before me. Um, so Sharice knows he has two sons with her and he has her convinced that he pays, uh, Nikki $9,000 a month in child support. And what does Nikki actually get from Termaine? Zero dollars a month for child support. Now, what about, we haven't talked about the first wife. Um, what's her name and how many kids does she have with Termaine? Her name is LaKenya. Um, she's married now. So I think her married name is Haywood, but her, um, uh, prior name was, I think, Bailey. 
Um, and she has two sons with um, Termaine, and then they're Justin and Jaden. They're adults now. And have you had a chance to talk to her, meet her, and tell her what's going on with you? Yeah, all the wives, we all talk. All, all three of you guys talk. All three of us. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. All three of <laughs> us. Was it always um, friendly? No, of course not. Of course not. So Kenya was the first wife. That was way when he when they were younger. Um, me and Nikki, absolutely not. Um, it was very strained, obviously, because of the lies and the, the basically what's going on right now. Um, so absolutely not, no. I guess the reason also with Nikki is because the end of her relationship overlaps with the beginning of your relationship Correct. with Termaine. Correct. So there was probably a lot of tension there at the there was time. A lot of tension. She was extremely hurt because um, it was she was blindsided. She didn't know that you know I existed, and she didn't know that she was about to be divorced in two seconds. And I remember, I mean, and like she said, you know, she has five kids, um, and I think as you know, we talked about her son um, is dying of kidney failure. So and he was never aware that Termaine was not his biological father. So. Um, which I didn't know, which Nikki had told us, that was the first time I heard that, that he had actually told the boy that, um, I'm not your dad, and I'm not taking care of you, no, not, I'm done, I'm not taking care of you. So he stopped claiming the boy at that point whenever he had told Nikki that. Man, this is an incredible, so. incredible, crazy situations with all these wives. It's a lot. It's yeah. A lot. It's a lot. So um, what, what do you want? What, what would you like to happen? Um, this guy's parading all, all over the internet. Um, and first, why do you think we just starting to see this guy in, in the last month jump on all these interviews? Um, I mean, like I said, I think people who know him know that he's a liar. I think that because he's um, and I don't even know. I've heard heard of him. I've never met him in person, but whack 100. Um, I don't know whatever beef he has going on or whatever's happening. But um, I think he's using Termaine to kind of. I think he sees Termaine and, and Sharice are clout chasers and they want this fame so bad. And this is not coming from me. This is them doing an interview saying that, you know, they he, he's done this and done that and she sold her body to get what she... So, I mean, I think he's seen that and I think that this that he's... They're, I think they're all using each other to get for different agendas. Um, it's just sad that, you know, Termaine is dragging everybody else into this, um, like with the Shawnee O'Neill thing and, you know, um, Big U and, 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 and I think it was Drake and Meek Mill, like all these outland. I don't know how anybody's even believing it, to be honest. I'm, I'm really shocked um, because I don't think I, I just think the person people with common sense would think, hey, hmm, we've never heard of this guy ever before. He's just popping out out of the blue with like. 10 insane, crazy stories involving 10 big name people. Nip And a lot of people who he knows aren't going to come out like Nipsey Hussle is not here to defend himself. And that's opening old wounds for his family. You know, why are we speaking about this? If you've known him and you've been his friend for so many years and all this, these lies and all this stuff, why are you just not saying something? It makes absolutely no sense. And I just would think that, but I guess, you know, people, like I said, care more about drama and lies than the truth. Now, you were with Termaine on the day that Nipsey Hussle got shot, Mm -hmm. March 31st, 2019. Yes. Where were you guys at on that day? 2980 Garrison Avenue, Corona, California, in the bed, laying down. And when... We were preparing for a... uh, We were having a a pool party at our house that we were staying at currently during that time. And do you know if he was in communications with Nip at that time? No. We had never... Nip had never been around us. We had never been around Nipsey Hussle. So who we did know was his baby's mother. That's who we known um, during that time. But he's never, and like I said, I can only speak for 2018, 
till now. He has never had any type of relationship with Nipsey Hussle. He never had his phone number. He's never been around us. We never been around him. He's never went to the studio with him. He didn't do any music with him at all during that time. Now, on the No Jumper interview, he said that uh, he had called, um, or he had spoke to Big U, and then spoke. To, he called Nip. Then he was like, "Nipsey just got killed." I'm like, "Six oh, I didn't hear that." So I hang up with him. I called Nipsey, and I'm like, "Nipsey, what's up?" He was like, "Oh, what's up with it?" Nipsey like, answered. Nipsey yeah. answered. He answered the phone. And I was like, I love you, cuz, or whatever like that. Um, Did you, you tell him the call you just got? Or you didn't even mention it? I didn't mention it. And it, that's that's what fucked me up, because my cousin is um, Nipsey Baby Mama. You get what I'm saying? So it was like, I could have probably stopped it, or it had it. Um, Stop what? Fuck you mean? That's what the fuck are you talking about? No, because listen, so after I talked to Nipsey, and I was like, yeah, I love you, cuz, or whatever like that. I'll see you later, or whatever. So I hung up the phone. I thought, Big, you gave wrong information. 30 minutes later, the homies blowing me up like they just killed Nipsey. But then in an interview from a year ago, he said that Nip called him. No, it was just like uh, I was more into producing and stuff. And then when I, I figured out, like right before um, Nip died, he was like, you got a voice. You need to take over um, and finish what I'm doing. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Girl? Nip told you that? Yeah, so it was like it was like thirty minutes before he died. Well, how did he tell you through a text or what happened? No phone call. He called me. Wow, why, why, why do you think Nip would have said something like that? I don't know. I just, I just figured that he knew he was going to die. So he called you and said, "You need to figure finish off where he left off." Yeah, he was like, "Nobody's like you, cause." Um, these niggas is jealous. They envious of you. I love what you're doing. I love you, little bro. And then 30 minutes later, he died. I was there when he did the first interview with the lie that he said about Nip calling him. That I didn't. I just found out about this big you thing thrown in. But that wasn't the original story. The original story was, um, yeah, you know, Nip called me 30 minutes before he died, and he told me. I think his exact words. Nip told him continue what I'm doing be great because people are just jealous of you I think that was yeah I, I mean if, if if anybody knows Dipsy I don't think that he would I don't, I don't even know how that sounds like him that sounds real weird in itself I mean let's be serious nobody's ever heard of this guy but Nip told him continue my legacy because you're great and people are jealous of you it just sounds outlandish. I mean, come on. And he's given two different stories. In one now, story, yes. Nip now called it's him. Story. Yes. And then the other story, he called Nip. Correct. Now, well, I think now it was Big U called him 30 minutes before Nipsey died, and then Nipsey called like right before he was dying. I, I don't know. So many lies now. It's gotten so out of control. I can't even keep up. But. Well, I can tell you this. 30 minutes before Nip was shot, he was just pulling up into the parking lot. He was in that parking lot for 25 minutes. I so know. that means he was in his car 30 minutes before he got shot, probably on Slauson somewhere. I mean, there's tons of videos. I mean, I don't know why anybody does. There's videos of the last 25 minutes of his life. So Correct. I'm the I'm one confused. that did that video. Oh, well, there you go. I, I mean, it was all over. So, I mean, yeah. again, like I said, there's receipts to show. So I don't understand how that's possible. And then another thing that I don't think anybody thought about it doesn't make sense to me is how are you timing somebody's death? was how would he know 
I'm curious, did he clock like, okay, Big U called me at this time and Nipsey died at this specific time? I'm just really confused on that. Like, how is he pinpointing exact moments? Is anybody thinking about that? How does he know the exact moment that, like, it doesn't make sense? Because you have to think, you know, if somebody gets shot, you, I mean, you have to look at the exact time. So how does he know that that time he got a phone? Unless he has the exact phone log on his phone to show Nipsey's phone number. That's the only way you're going to know an exact time. Did he ever show you any phone records of conversations he had with Nip at that time in 2019? No, because I have the phone records. You have all the phone records. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we were planning a party in 2019. Uh, it was actually on April 6th. Um, I mean, and I think he did an interview saying, um, I want to say he said that uh, that week he was kind of like in the hood and this and that. And I mean, I have videos to show he was right there in Corona, California with me. Okay. Uh, so, so what do you want? to happen what do you want this guy to do uh do you have any uh expectations any requests any demands that you would want from from either him or the people he's doing interviews with oh yeah um do your research i mean don't just take some of his word for it um you know i think my big thing is is that you know i just think it's time for you know as people we have to think about you know i know this these you know today it's gossip and and drama and it's funny and people think it's cool but you have to remember there's children behind this um everybody that he's involving in these lies they have families they have children and he's playing a dangerous game um putting people's name involved in murders and conspiracies and robberies and this and that that's playing with people's lives. And I don't know how a community can rally or even support a man who has multiple domestic violence charges, multiple marriages, and he is literally on camera saying he's never been married, he has no kids, he's this, and it's public record. Do your research. Do so it, think about this. How can you trust anything or do business with any man who doesn't take care of his children? As a man or a woman, if he can turn on his kids, children, you don't think he's going to turn on you at some point? Yeah, so he has domestic violence allegations with wife number one, mm -hmm. wife number two, mm -hmm. Karnika, Nikki, mm -hmm. and wife number three, you, Gigi. Mm -hmm. Hey, Sharice, he's going to be whipping your ass in, in, in due time as well. Oh, he has, a, he, has, he, he has a DV charge with her, too. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have the paperwork. <laughs> um, uh, let, let's... How, Final thoughts, final words um, to let the people know. You Man, know. stop believing these lies. You guys, stop with the stuff. I mean, let's be serious. You got a woman who clearly is 40 years old, and I sympathize with her. I, I, I get it. She's 40. She has no children. She's never been married. And I think she said it best herself. She'll do anything as selling her bodies, ruining and sleeping with married men as she's painting out you know putting out there herself to get on so i mean you got to stop letting people whatever demons they're fighting letting that you know control the narrative do your research things are public record it's public knowledge but also consider the source you have a woman and a man who are clearly not mentally stable they're not right in the head why would we even entertain these clowns come on yeah and one of the reasons why i've been on top of this situation is because I know the real loose cannon. I know. And the real loose cannon is getting phone calls every day. Exactly. In New York. Hey, why'd you say this? Why'd you say that about Big U? That wasn't me. Why'd you say that about such and such? That wasn't me. So he's having to defend his name, a name that he's had for 
probably 40, longer than this guy's been alive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's my boy. And he's the one that really worked with Nas. He did a film called, um, I think it's called Beloved. He wrote and, and he wrote the film. He used to manage Nas. He worked with Naughty by Nature, New Edition. Keisha Cole. Um, Keisha Cole. Uh, Mary J. Blige. No, he, he never worked with Mary J. Okay. Yeah, he never worked with Mary J. He never worked with 50. But he worked with a, a oh. lot of people in hip-hop. Oh, so Cannon added that on to his name? Yeah, he added. Oh, my the, the goodness. The fake loose cannon. <laughs> look, look. He the, got that added on? The fake loose cannon kind of added on to the resume of the real loose cannon. Oh, my goodness. So, um, you know, and I've been, I've been knowing this guy since day one. And uh, he's been going through it with all the calls that he's getting. But that's exactly what I'm saying. So I just, you know, imply anybody who I don't I don't know anybody who associates associates with him. But anybody who does, you know, I would stay far away as possible. And for me, I just ask that he sign over the rights. That's it to the child that he's claiming is not his. That's all I want. Well, the last thing I want to say is all you guys out there that have these platforms doing interviews, uh, you need to be accountable for the guests that come on your show. Absolutely. You need to do your research on these clowns. Absolutely. And it's very simple. It's very easy. If someone says they're married or they're not married, just pull it up on the on the website. Just type in their name and it'll show you whether they're married or not. I went on to the same website that has your marriage in there and I typed in Sharice Mills' name mm -hmm. and nothing comes up. So like you said earlier, we know they're not married in, in the county of Clark. Correct city of, of las vegas right but who knows maybe they got married somewhere else and if they did they're practicing a big a bigamous oh well i'm waiting for them to produce the marriage certificate so i'm gonna let it be known right now oh yeah show the marriage certificate because that'll be the day that i'll be uh this she said that i uh, they'll be in jail that'll be the day i'll be pressing charges and they will be in jail <laughs> termaine uh, show that uh marriage certificate that you had with with Absolutely. uh sharice please give it to me yeah show us that uh you you're a bigamist as well yes please i'd love to have that piece of, so if anybody sees that please <laughs> send it to me um you know i'm my instagram is i'm her jd so if you see that, please send that to me. All right, spell that. Spell your Instagram so people could tap in with you. It's uh, I-M-H-E-R-J-D. So, yeah, I need that uh, evidence, too, to my list. Well, I want to thank you for tapping in, Gigi. I appreciate you. On another episode of Streets and Scholars, I'm at AlexAlonso101 on all social media platforms. And um, that's another episode, another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. Jeez.